everyone, this is Tim of the Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Jack Sports Talk and Entertainment. It's getting closer to Denver. Friday, September 10th. Ooh, you can smell the game. You can smell it in the air. Giants, two and a half point dogs at home to the Broncos. I don't agree with that. I would have called this either an even game or had the Giants by like a point and a half. I, I wouldn't have called them that right now because you don't know. It's the first game of the season. Anything anything can go anywhere. We're going to break down the game a little bit, but I wanted to talk about the quickly the uh, Broncos and the Broncos, the Cowboys versus the uh, Buccaneers game. It was a good game. And I'm glad Dak's got a bad shoulder because if he didn't, if he didn't, the rest of the league's going to be in trouble. It was, um, it was a chippy game in reference to pass interference penalties. Um, I think they're going to call it tight this year, or maybe I don't, I don't know if that's an aberration of West, the rest of the season, but there were some plays you were just like, that's not a pass interference. And then there were some plays from offensive pass interference plays they didn't even call. So it's kind of a weird situation, a weird scenario. Dallas's defense looks just like last year's, but again, it's the one, it's one game. How, how bad did the Giants' defense look in 2007 for like three games? So you can't go, you can't go through that, but that, that offense, man. C.D. Lamb, I, I did a video a long time ago about him wanting C.D. Lamb and how the Giants should draft him because I thought he was going to be a beast, and boy, that guy is. Uh, Tom Brady, I hate Tom Brady, man. The GOAT just looks like the GOAT. The GOAT is just the GOAT. Oh, my goodness gracious. What is he, 497 years old, and he's still playing at this level? Whatever. But let's, you know, let, let's not get into that crap because, you know, what Dallas, of course, is in our division. If they straighten out that defense and with that offense, uh, <laughs> It's going to be tough this year, guys. Let's let's not sit there and think to ourselves that we're going to run away with this division because Washington looks like they're going to be good. And Dallas, it, it, like I said, if Dallas can figure out their D, man, I'm, I, I would get concerned. But, you know, it's the Bronco game. Two and a half point dogs. You know, it's if you break down the game, I think you're going to have to look at it uh, in reference in way, some ways to injuries. Uh, Bradley Chubb has an ankle injury, but both are probable. So is their tight end. The Giants, of course, uh, listed um, list consists of Evan Ingram, Calf, who was doubtful, Kyle Rudolph, who we're going to need with the foot of Dory Jackson with the ankle, Darius Slayton are all questionable, Saquon Barkley at the knee, wide receiver, Kenny Gallagher, and Condarius Tony illness are probable. I worry about putting Tony into this situation. I hope they don't. I, I hope they ease him in slowly because this guy's barely been in camp. This guy's barely playing. He's ne- he hasn't even played a game yet. I, I mean, I, I get worried if they put him back return kicks but then i also get worried if they keep peppers and back to keep kick you know return kicks so i mean consistency if you look at injury wise we're all pretty much the same i mean like i said i would like to see chubby out <laughs> i'd like him to fall down the steps and hurt his ankle Not, nothing serious just you know maybe a one week injury uh it also marks the return of pat Shermer, the nine and 23 coach of the new york giants he's in his second season of course of the offensive coordinator um you know, it's it's going to be interesting because I think that the the offense for Shermer does not get enough credit. Um, I th- I think Teddy Bridgewater, who beat out Drew Locke, and really it's a close contest, is gonna is gonna be interesting. You also got Melvin Gordon still in the backfield. Melvin Gordon, of course, came over from uh, the Chargers. He's going to start ahead of Williams, the rookie. But I would not be shocked. You're gonna get a, you're gonna get a healthy dose of that running game, and they're wide receivers. People get people just people are just think this game's gonna be a cakewalk. You got Cortland Sutton, you got Jerry Judy, you got Tim Patrick, you got Nova the tight end, you got the other tight end. I can never pronounce his name. Bing a bunga, Albert something. You got McManus the kicker, who was the AFC Special Teams Player of the Week twice last season. 
So it's not going to be a cakewalk, guys. And the Shermer offense, if every, everyone extols the virtues, of course, of uh, Daniel Jones that first season, which was under Shermer. Now, Teddy Bridgewater, to me, does not have the, the big play pizzazz that Drew Locke does, but he also has something to do that Drew Locke does not have. He's consistent, and he's going to be consistent, and he's not going to turn the ball over. He's, he's not going to make the big mistake, and that's what Drew Locke's biggest issue was, kind of like Daniel Jones. Like, they kind of mirror each other a little bit, but he's, he's consistent. And I think we do need to watch out for that offense. I, I, I don't think people, I think people, some Giant fans are just taking this game as, and overlooking at it. Because then you got to face the facts that the defensive pass rush against the Giants' offensive line, yikes. You got Malik Reed, Bradley Chubbs, Von Miller. Von Miller's healthy after missing most of 2020. Uh, I mean, you also got Patrick Sertan in the backfield, in the defensive backfield. They're not going to, it's not, this is not going to be a cakewalk. That defense against our offensive line concerns me a little bit. Because that defensive line is not as good as Washington's. Because Washington's going to, Washington's just going to have a monster of a line. But it's going to be scary. It could be scary a little bit, guys. Especially if we don't figure out this pass rush. If we don't figure out the line. Now, in reverse, the Giants, even though they don't, the Giants' biggest issue is they don't have an edge. They don't have a defensive end. They don't. We can't, we, we can't sit there and lie and say they do. Now, what's his name? Uh, Garrett, was it Bowles? Who was the, uh, he was the tackle over for Denver. He's not an elite guy. He's not an elite left tackle. But he's definitely more talented than anyone we have on the edge. And he's really quick. You know how I talk about uh, uh, Andrew Thomas is a, little, is a little slow out of his stance? This guy is quick out of his stance. He's improved his footwork over last year. He can mirror and he can effectively shut down, in my opinion, any of the Giants' edge rushers. Now, the X factor may be Ojolari. That could be the X factor if we bring him out on the edge. Now, Garrett has also improved as a run blocker as well from back in his days in college. You know, you, you can actually say the, you know, that Munchak had a hand in taking care of that. Now, but as good as, not as good, but as, as the ability he has to shut down on the edge, there's even a, there's a, there's, there is a mismatch, I believe, for the Giants in the interior line. That's Lloyd Cushenberry. I liked Lloyd Cushenberry coming out of colleges, coming out of colleges, coming out of college, but he struggled last year to identify stunts and blitz blitzes. He did. And you're going to put an interior lineman like Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. It could be, it could be bad. Now, Cushenberry did not miss a single snap last year, which is important because for him to make, in my mind, for him to make a significant improvement or jump into the next level, he's going to have to continuously play. And again, another guy coached by Mike Munchak. So it's going to be an interesting matchup for the Giants. But I think if we can take advantage of a situation, it's going to be on the interior blitz. And I think that, like I said, we have to, we have to, and I, and I know, like I said, everyone wants to call this game a cakewalk, but this team, the, the team itself, the Denver Broncos, in some ways mirrors the Giants. But I think they have a much better pass rush than the Giants, and the Giants have a much better secondary. So it's a kind of a vice versa thing. I'm not going to tell you who I think is going to win. Because I'm going to do that on Sunday's Sunday's preview show. But I think that the opportunity is there for the Giants to get a win. But in no, no mind, in, in my mind, this is not going to be a cakewalk. 
We have to watch the Saquon Barkley. I am I, still against starting Saquon Barkley or even playing him because of the fact that you're going to have to bring him back on a short week against Washington. And I would rather have him against an interdivisional game than playing you know, than against the Broncos at home. Because we should break. We, if we are a good team, we should be, be able to beat the Broncos at home without Barkley. Plain and simple. If we are a good team. And I think the Giants need to focus on that. And again, this is Devin Law Online. Big Blue will bring you the best in New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. And as always, if you can like, if you can subscribe. And that like, you know what I mean? That'd be awesome.